it's David James Young here for another year of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. How are you? Thank you so much for tuning in and checking this out. Uh, if you've been following along for the last almost three years, then welcome back. But if this is your first time, hello as well. My name is David James Young, and uh, this, today, is a look back at 2017. Now, 2017 had its ups and downs for a lot of people. This podcast is no exception. Uh, We were away for, you know, weeks at a time. And, you know, there was moments where I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with this. But honestly, I am really, really glad that I did. And I got to do some really, really great stuff with the podcast in 2017. And put up 20 episodes that I'm really, really proud of. So what I've done today is I have assembled... Uh, The top five best of 2017, as voted by you guys. Uh, You guys threw your hats into the ring and showed some love for a few of these episodes. And uh, I'm very, very excited to be sharing them with you today. But before we get into it, I have two bits of news. Uh, The first bit of news is that we will officially be back for the year... On February 2nd, so not next Friday, but the Friday after that. And our first guest for the year will be Billy and Zach from Hockey Dad. Wollongong Boys done good, Windang Locals representing. Uh, They have a brand new album out on February 9th. It's called Blend In. And uh, this episode was recorded... Back in August of 2017, while the band were on a national tour supporting Grinspoon. Very, very excited to finally sort it out to have both of these kids on the podcast. I've known Billy and Zach for, I want to say, about five years or so. And to see how far they've come in that time has been absolutely wild. The fact they're playing the Metro and they're selling it out is absolutely incredible. I couldn't be more excited and more proud of them. It's going to be super, super fun. So, yes, they are on tour in March. So make sure you get along and check that shit out. Speaking of March, uh, also a bit of news that I am very, very excited to share. On the 17th of March... In Sydney, All My Friends Are In Bar Bands is going to be doing its first ever live episode. This is to commemorate 100 episodes of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. So this is going to be episode 100. Uh, Yeah, this is monumental for me. This is really, really exciting. I've only ever done one live podcast before, and that was with Hottest 100s and Thousands uh, at the Peterson Bowling Club uh, in, I want to say, March of last year, and that was so much fun. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to doing this one as well. So it is going to be uh, at 2 p.m. on the 17th of March, Saturday the 17th of March, and it's going to be held upstairs at the Red Rattler Theatre in Marrickville. Uh, we'll have all the information about that up on the Facebook page by the time that this episode comes out, so be sure to RSVP, and uh, we'll be revealing more about the day as it gets closer. Alright, let's get into it. Let's have a look at the episodes that made the top five best of 2017 as voted by you guys. Oh! 
Okay, here are your number five and your number four choices for 2017. Uh, number five is Alex Leahy, the absolutely awesome Melbourne-based singer-songwriter who had a massive year, put out their debut album, I Love You Like a Brother, and did a huge national tour in support of it. Uh, the clip I've taken is from the best and worst gigs part of the chat. And, uh, yeah, a very, very memorable story in there uh, for Alex and her previous band. At number four is Sarah Thompson. Sarah Thompson plays drums in Camp Cope, used to play drums in Roselle, and is one of the people behind Melbourne label Poison City Records. And the clip I've taken from our chat is a little bit of backstory as to why Tomo might be one of the best drummers in Australia, but... Behind every great drummer is an air drummer. The worst shows, the worst show I've ever played was actually it never happened because I remember these people like hosted this like part. They wanted to put on this show in like a scout hall in Melbourne, right? And this was with when I was with Animo, yeah. And we got there, and literally the only people there were the people putting the show on. It was like, and they were like four of them or something yeah and we were like we will like like keep the money and like because obviously like because they were like obviously losing heaps of money and we're like keep the money and let's just like call it yeah (laughs) and so we went out the back and had a sausage sizzle instead (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah that's that's everyone everyone just felt very sorry for themselves and it was like let's just like Leave it. Yeah. Um, and the best show, there was a couple of shows at Big Sound last year that were really wonderful. And it's like, there's sort of like adrenaline situations that are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Another show that I remember really fondly was the first show that we played in LA at the start of the year. Oh, just wow. because it was like... What was that? It was at the Echo. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I don't know, very surreal and like, I felt like I'd really achieved something it's hard to name one like you're just mm. so in the moment that you just don't like I don't think I've ever come off stage and been like that's been the best show we've ever played you know yeah. like it's just been like that was like that made me feel so good and yeah. like and that's generally the feeling that I get when I get off stage like is that is like that made me feel really wonderful and like I want to do it again yeah and like and and that's like you know I hope that I always have that feeling when I go on and come off stage but Actually, to be honest, like Splendor was a fucking great show. Like, oh that yeah, was like yeah, a big, yeah. That was a really big deal for me, and it was really wonderful. And uh, yeah, it, it was like such a special, um, yeah, thing to do. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Tomo, is there anything that you would like to share, plug, say before we mosey off into um, this great Wollongong night? I don't think so. I think we've covered everything on on planet Earth. Um, <laughs> just. Uh, have a lovely day and night, DJ White. That's all I have to say. Thank you very much. I, I wish the same for you, Tom. And I'll see you in the uh, in the pit for the stove lighter drum. Uh, oh yes, air drumming. <laughs> Should we explain that quite briefly? As we as aforementioned, the first ever Cape Cope song was Stove Lighter, mm. and uh, yeah, one time I was watching you guys play. And I know that song really, really well because, you know, obviously it was the first one, so I had plenty of time with it. And we happened to just clock eyes at the same time. And just as that boom, bah, that first snare hit comes in. Yep. 
And, you know, like, I instinctively, like, I subconsciously just air drum to everything. But yep. I just did it at one, this one opportune moment. And you were, you were just like, you know these songs better than I. Yeah. Because <laughs> I knew We'd only played it yeah. maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty much every other time since then, like, tonight is my, I want to say, 17th time seeing Shit. this band. And uh, in that time, every time Stove Ladder started, we... No matter how big or how small the crowd, we've managed to find one yep. another. I thought I, I didn't think I was going to find you on a Friday night, but yeah. I found you. I looked around, you put your hand up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God you've got me because I couldn't see shit. Oh, goodness. We even did it at Laneway and that was massive. We did massive, it at Laneway. Because I was up on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the one person with a hoodie in bloody 40 degree weather. <laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> Fucking says the one who always wears a goddamn beanie regardless didn't, of the weather. I didn't have one on that day. Bullshit. I you didn't. totally did. I didn't. There's a photo of me nearly vomiting. I was so hot. It's true. I've got to find that photo. Yeah, our Dan McKay made a gif out of it. <laughs> Classic. Classic Dan. Well, thank you for giving me a reason to drum. No and, problems. And Thanks thank for you. drumming. All right, let's get into number three and number two. As voted by you for the top five best episodes of 2017. At number three, we have Mr. Lincoln Lefever. Uh, Lincoln is a Tasmanian-born, Melbourne-based singer-songwriter, uh, best known for his solo work with Lincoln Lefever and the Outsiders, but also for playing in bands like Ride the Tiger, uh, working with bands like Luca Brasi, and currently playing guitar for Outright. The clip I've taken from our chat is... Lincoln and I's origin story, which I think is uh, one of the nicest ones and one of the most genuinely lovely bits of the podcast. And uh, yeah, something I'm very, very happy with. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad this episode resonated, pardon the pun, with uh, so many people. Uh, yeah, Lincoln is just one of the, the best people I know and uh, really, really stoked I got to have him on. Uh, number two is Gold Coast singer-songwriter Amy Shark. Uh, who you would know from being one of the biggest acts in the country, uh, as is heir apparent to the throne. A massive, massive year for Amy, obviously kicking off uh, back in January with uh, Adore coming in at number two in the Triple J Hottest 100 of 2016. So uh, the clip we're going to take is about uh, the... I guess the moment finding out that, you know, she'd taken out the silver medal. Amy, yeah, is an absolutely awesome person, uh, as is pretty much everyone I have on this podcast, let's be honest. And uh, <laughs> if you want to know a little bit about the origin story of how Amy Shark and I became friends, then definitely listen to the intro for that episode. Uh, but uh, just know that uh, it's a crazy world out there, and uh, sometimes you can end up with... Uh, some very unexpected people in your corner. So, uh, yeah. Thanks to Amy for doing this. I really, really do appreciate it. And I'm sure you guys appreciated it too. As After all, n- number two in the Hottest 100, number two in the best of 2017. What's a more superior victory? Who's to say? <laughs> Lincoln, do you remember the first time that we met? Um, yes, we were... We got off the... Oh, no, I might be wrong. You might have a different memory. My first recollection is getting off... The train at Footscray Station. Footscray Station, the very same. And walking to the Rev. The nearest place to Footscray Station, the very same. I think that might have been the first time I ever went to the Rev as well. No shit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, this was Poison City Weekender 2012. My first weekender. Was it your first weekender? It was, that one. Yeah. 
That was a, a little unknown band called the Smith Street Band with a headlining act on Sunday night. That's right. Uh, you played. Uh, and Christ, who else played that day? I can't even remember. Rival Schools with a headliner. Death and the Family played their final show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was a big one. But um, yeah, I think that was that was my first time uh, seeing you. Oh, 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 seeing you and meeting you, I believe, was the... Yeah. And I, actually, I believe the scandal played that one at the Tote as well. Oh, no shit, yeah! Wow, and Extortion and I Exist played that one too? Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, I remember you getting off the train, mm. and and there was like just a bunch of people that were obviously all going to Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I just started talking to you. Yeah, and that's all it took. I think maybe Jamie was with us as well. I'd say so, yeah. He probably would have been a, a, a common interest that we shared. <laughs> I mean, any friend of Jamie Hayes is a friend of mine, obviously. Oh, I love Jamie. How could you not? He's one of the most beautiful, beautiful specimens out there. Uh, but yeah, at that point, you were still living in Hobart? You just put out the second record? Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. Um, so Resonation came out in, I think, 2012? 12, yeah. 12 or 13? It was 12. 12? Yeah. Um, and I didn't move over here until the start of 14, I think. Yeah, that's right. So there's a bit of time in between. Mm. What year is it? This year? 2018, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's 2017, mate. You, you, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, a couple of years ago, yeah. and this was probably the year after, I, or the year I moved to Melbourne, right. uh, I went back to Tassie for a weekend and caught up with my old schoolmates. And we were sitting around, just drinking. And one of them goes, I can't believe I turned 36 this year. And I, I, I said, you're not that old. And he said, yeah, I'm older than you guys remember. Yeah, but, like, you're not, you're not a year and a half older than us. And the three of them had just, just rounded on me and stared at me at the same time and went, Link, how old do you think you are? I said, 35? And they just shook their heads and went, nah, mate, you're 36. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just lost a year. I don't, I don't think it was denial. I think, Where'd it go? I don't know. <laughs> just lost in a... In a a mist of evaporated poor decisions. Oh, mercy me. I remember the day before we were DMing and you said, I'm I'm just happy to even be considered. Yeah, and that's honest to God. That's 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 very true. I was mm. waiting like everyone else at number 100, so... Yeah, and there we were, 98 songs later. It's a long friggin' day, David. <laughs> it was a long day. <laughs> did you honestly think that you hadn't made it? At, yeah, like, by the of course time... I did. Yeah, really? Yeah, of course. I thought, oh, it did come out late in the year and, you know, I might have just missed it. <laughs> so... Tell us about that moment, the second you heard that that opening chord. Well, like, I knew it got to, like, the top five and, you know, my management and my, my husband were like, you're in it. Like, this, you're just high up. You have to just admit this. Yeah, and, I, and when I heard Tash has come in at third, I just knew I was going to be next. Like, I just, that was the time that I was like, yeah. I think. And then, obviously... It played and it was just, it was a real magic moment. It was, yeah. Like, it was a real special moment that I, I just, like, was very emotional. Um, so were a lot of my friends. And yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a day that I will never have again, I don't think. I don't think I'll ever get that high again. Like, that's like, like that, that was Who just... Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, everything just ticked off and everything was just perfect. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, folks, that's just gonna about do it for the 2017 Best Of 
for all my friends are in bar bands. But of course, we have one last person to get to, and I'm pretty sure you all know who it is. This, at number one, the number one episode of 2017, is David Lieberhart. David Lieberhart is a now, I believe, 70-year-old musician, actor, painter, street artist, uh, television personality, punk rocker, avant-garde puppeteer, one of the most peculiar and fascinating people I have ever met in my entire life. I had no idea what to expect from speaking to him, and uh, it looks like you guys didn't either. The response to this episode was huge. It was absolutely awesome, and I'm so, so stoked that people got behind it, just because there's never been an episode like it, there never will be an episode like it. It's a a very, very curious and very, like, uh, strangely inspiring episode, you know, for a guy that can often be very, very down on himself and down on the people around him. He does end on a really, really beautiful note, and uh, I'm going to share that with you. David, I have one last question. I want to know... Uh, from the entirety of, of your career, like you said, you've been doing this for well over half of your, nearly your entire life. I want to know what, uh, what drives you to this day? What, what, what do you think is the motivation? Well, what motivates me is wonderful actors and actresses I've met, like, like Jane Stapleton. She told me to know God is my agent and not to give up and to persevere and follow my dreams. And, yep. and I met Doris Day in person. She's wow. a wonderful actress. I met her at First Church of Christ Scientist in Beverly Hills, California. Really? And I wow. said, Doris Day, what can I do to become successful like you? What is your recipe for success? And she told me to know that I'm success in action and that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. To, follow, to know that I'm a winner, not a loser. And it's, and to set goals for myself, work hard, go to school, better my craft, and get my get get myself out there, and get and, and get my pictures and resumes out there, and never give up. That's what Doris Day told me, and and uh, she's still living, and that was uh, she was been a great inspiration toward me. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, before we uh, wrap this up, is there is there anything you'd you'd like to leave us with? Any message or any anything you'd like to say? Well, if you have a dream to become an actor, an artist, a songwriter. Don't give up. Follow your dreams. No matter how much unfairness is, no matter anybody tells you you're no good or you're talentless. People used to tell me in the Christian Science Church that I have no talent writing songs or doing music. You've got to not listen to the people that are negative. You've got to know that you're a winner, not a loser, and know that you're just as good as any famous actor or songwriter or musician that ever made it. And, 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 and persevere and don't give up. That's perfect. So there you have it, David Lieberhart taking out number one in the best of 2017, as voted by you guys. So a massive thank you to everyone that voted, and of course everyone that listens week in, week out. Uh, It is so, so appreciated. I I really, really am so glad to have you all on board. Uh, To everyone that supported uh, the podcast last year, uh, Johnny over at Rolling Stone for the uh, really nice words in Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, Again, one of the most surreal things that has ever happened to me. 
A huge thank you to all the bands and artists that agreed to be a part of the podcast. Uh, It was an absolute pleasure to have you all on. And a huge thanks to everyone that made it possible, whether it was the artists themselves, or the managers, or the agents, or anyone involved with that side of thing that uh, agreed to let me stick my Zoom recorder in their face for half an hour and uh, see where we go from there. But uh, yeah, honestly, it is so, so cool to have this podcast out in the world and the fact we're about to hit 100 episodes and there's plenty more where that came from is just the coolest, coolest feeling. So a massive, massive thank you uh, to everyone involved and of course, last but most certainly not least, to the absolute legends that support this podcast on Patreon. A huge, huge thank you to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Blake Hennequin, Britt Andrews, Eleanor Shepard, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Jonathan Elvery, Karen Dennis, Kirsten Day, Christy Wanmaker, Leslie Bowden, Liam Sherlaw, Lily Belnick, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Rachel Maria Cox, Ryan Dunn, Sian Vanakuti, Simon Bath, Tom Brown, Tom Kennedy, Tom Jenkins, and Zoe Lane. Again, if you would like to be one of the absolute champions that uh, financially helps keep this podcast up online and keeps it going, then please head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash barbands. Again, a huge, huge thank you to everyone for all of their support and for listening and for getting behind this little podcast that could. I can't wait to keep doing more where this came from. Looking forward to working with you all in the years to come. So until next time, my friends, I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. (laughs) 